lift up your hearts, we lift them up. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility and love of Christ, here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country and beyond, we gather upon this matriculation Sunday for ordered worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it as we are able. May we stand in the praise of God.
Together, may we pray. Almighty God, the fountain of all wisdom, enlightened by your Holy Spirit, those who teach and those who learn, that rejoicing in the knowledge of your truth, they may worship you and serve you from generation to generation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. May we exchange with one another signs of his peace. lesson from the book of Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 through 15. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Then he said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, 
I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this my title for all generations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Love, be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 105 with the Antiphon. Thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. The offspring of his servant Abraham, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob lived as an alien in the land of Ham. And the Lord made his people very fruitful and made them stronger than their foes. Whose heart he then turned to hate his people to deal craftily with his servant. He sent his servant Moses and Aaron, whom he had chosen. Praise the Lord.
Patri, and the reading of the Gospel. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 16, verses 21 to 28. Lord, Glory to you, Lord. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
day of new beginnings, time to remember and move on, time to believe what love is bringing, laying to rest the pain that's gone. Class of 2027, and parents and relatives and friends and all, we welcome you to matriculation and the beginning of your walk together underneath the canopy of your alma mater, your alma mater, your soul mother, a place where a part of what you have been gives way to what you will be, where your first life gives way to your second life, where your once self gives way to your own most self, where the alma, the life, zoe in Greek, but alma, soul, is born. Our president, Kenneth Freeman, said just a few days ago, across Boston University, we need to cultivate a sense of thanksgiving, a sense of gratitude. We need to empower and power up the two words. They're beautiful American English words. Thank you. And we, today, you will be saying thank you, some students and some others to others. We want to be a grateful people. We want to express that gratitude for study, including today, including this morning. And then our provost, Kenneth Luchin, added that he wanted us to be sure that our role, we're all learners, younger and older, uh, we're all learning together, but our role is to form and produce intelligent people, no question, but also intelligent people who can make the world a better place. Those Methodists of 1839 who founded Boston University must have been smiling to hear that, to make the world a better place. In study, so we're thankful. We're thankful for the study of education whose fruit is memory and hope. We're thankful for the study of communication whose fruit is truth. We're thankful for the study of engineering and computational and digital science whose fruit is connection and safety. We're thankful for the study of business, of economics, of management, whose fruit is community. We're thankful for the study of arts and sciences, liberal and general and metropolitan and all, whose fruit is freedom. We're thankful for the study of social work, whose fruit is uh, combined and a synthesized compassion. We're thankful for the study of law, whose fruit is justice. We're thankful for the study of arts in all its kinds, drama and painting and music and all, whose fruit is beauty. We're thankful for the study of hospitality, whose fruit is conviviality. We're thankful for the study of medicine and dentistry and uh, public health and physical therapy, whose fruit is wellness. We're thankful for the study of physical education and military service, Whose fruit, whose fruit is strength, and we're thankful for the study of theology, the queen of the sciences, whose fruit in the practice of religion is meaning, belonging, empowerment. That's Sunday morning, one part of one day of one week. We, to gain that kind of gratitude, we commend to our class of 2027 three short words. The first is just this walk. In a few minutes, we're going to walk west on Commonwealth Avenue. 
But all the live long day and all year and for many years, you have also the opportunity to walk to the east. Winston Churchill more than once called Commonwealth Avenue the prettiest, the loveliest street in America. And he was not wrong. You'll find your way on Commonwealth and through other streets and the Emerald Necklace and Newberry Street. And just walk. It is a gorgeous pedestrian city built, made for you. Take the time to savor it, to walk along the way, and there you'll find your way, guided and walking toward a remembrance of what is holy in part. May we never miss the shimmering holiness of the start of something new. A young woman, pillow in one arm and phone in the in the other hand, saying as the as the van drove off, Mom, Dad, I'll call you tomorrow. Or two new friends meeting at the military ROTC luncheon and smiling. Or a young woman finding her way to her fieldwork education not far from here. There's something just beneath the surface, a mysterium tremendum, a tremendous mystery in the start in the beginning of something new, you'll find your way walking across this beautiful city. Likewise, already you have developed keen and excellent habits here. You will want to listen and to listen with care. Benedict of Nursia said that as he began his orders that the, the first uh, rule for his sixth century gathering was to listen Two ears, one tongue, to listen with acute care to what is said, what is to be received. To do so in a way that corresponds with the task and the calling to learn together, as we're doing, as we do each Sunday. If you come every Sunday to Marsh Chapel for three years, you will hear the whole of Scripture, more or less, in the Hebrew Scripture and in the Psalm and in the Epistle and in the um, gospel itself. And then you'll have an extra year just to catch up for what you might have missed. It's a way of embedding, of gathering one's alma, one's soul, in the heart of words that are 2,000 years old. That's the beauty of walking in a fairly venerably, uh, not antique, but older city, and of listening carefully You know, we lost a dear friend just days ago, our ninth president at Boston University, Dr. Aram Chobanian, a physician of great renown and an exemplar in listening. He carried from that physician's bedside manner a way of carefully listening to what is said and what is not quite said. The sound that isn't quite made. Listening carefully. We commend that to you. And along with walking and with listening, of course, we couldn't pass the moment without saying a word about reading. Reading allows us to escape the 21st century. There's a lot of good in the 21st century, but there were many that came before. And in reading, reading every word, carefully reading, we gain a chance to move beyond. I regularly recommend a Cornell professor's book, 
the half has never been told. Slavery and the making of American capitalism. Just an example. Or any number of others. When you read, you learn maybe to remember and also to memorize. This congregation knows that what Dr. Chica read a moment ago, Romans 12, is a central favorite for many of us because it is poetry in motion. So when you read, you learn the habits of your own mind and how you remember, how you memorize, as the apostle wrote. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Never lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in your hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Practice hospitality. And as you're walking and as you're listening and as you're reading, keep in mind the advice that one young woman gave when I asked her, what would you say to those entering study at Boston University and claiming this is alma mater and she said, and this combines a bit of reading and a bit of listening and a little bit of walking, more than a little. She said, well, the first day it snows, and it will, the first day it snows, whatever else you do, you take a walk and listen carefully as you paused in your reading to the public garden and sense the beauty all around and all about you. So we will gather round the table to taste and share what love can do. This is a day of new beginnings. Our God is making all things new. And as the sermon concludes, I'm going to invite four of my dear, dearest friends to come forward, Jess and Karen and Jonathan and Scott, if they would just come and stand for a minute. Because in this spirit of beginning, I want you to know who really does the work around here and on whom I endlessly rely. And just so you see and hear them, the Reverend Dr. Karen Coleman is our Episcopal minister, is our university chaplain for Episcopal ministry. You can find her here every Wednesday evening at 5 o'clock for Eucharist and a wonderful meal following. Next to her is the Reverend Dr. Jessica Chica, you will, she is our university chaplain for international students. You will find her, her here on Tuesday afternoons at 3 o'clock in a program called Create Space. It's arts and crafts for those educated at this alma mater. <laughs> to my right is John, Mr. Jonathan Lee, who is our associate chaplain for student outreach. And he, he will guide you to give advice to and shepherd you toward one of the two dozen student groups that are on campus, should you desire that. And to his right is Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett, who is the guide and conductor for this marvelous choir, who will greet you here on Thursday afternoon in your bulletin, should you like to audition to sing. And together, we will greet you on Monday evenings at 5 o'clock downstairs for an ample, lavish meal. Come and join us. Celebrate this day in spirit and in truth, this expansion of your alma mater, Boston University. Amen.
Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name. Bring offerings and come into his court.
life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers we ask in Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your Spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, and broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, till Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
May we pray together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.